Today on Watching Your Wealth, we'll ask Wealth Tracks Consuelo Mack about the best financial advice she's ever heard. Plus, we'll look at a retirement mistake millennials may make. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Coming up, a retirement mistake millennials may make. But first, Consuelo Mack. Consuelo is the anchor and executive producer of Consuelo Mac Wealth Track. Wealth Track is now in its 11th season on public television and is known for its in-depth interviews with legendary investors. She's here to tell us about the best financial advice she's ever heard. Welcome, Consuelo. Hello, Veronica. Great to be here. Great to have you. It's quite an honor. So, Consuelo, you've heard, you've spoken to so many legendary investors. You're an investor yourself. I'm wondering about some of the best advice you've heard. And when you said make Uncle Sam work for you is one of your top tips. It is. And, you know, looking over a 30-year career, Veronica, including uh, almost two decades at the Wall Street Journal at one point, um, you know, I I realized that that, that the simple, basic rules of investing uh, are actually the best ones. (laughs) You know, we we want more exotic uh, answers, but in in fact, uh, the tried and true really do work uh, for a reason. So one of the best uh, pieces of investing advice that I've gotten over the years is to make Uncle Sam work for you by taking advantage of tax-deferred investment vehicles, IRAs, 401ks, uh, health savings accounts, if eligible, is just, you know, let Uncle Sam uh, take advantage of, of what Uncle Sam offers you, and it really pays off over the long term. Indeed. And on the show, we're really trying to reach millennial investors and, and encourage them, even though they may have to pay off student loans and be uh, strapped financially, to take advantage of that 401k so they can at least get the match their, their company is offering. That's a really great point. Now, you well, said that, that, uh-huh. that's great investment advice, and, and time is on the side of millennials, so that's absolutely essential for them. That's right. And I think that brings you to your next point, the idea of uh, using the power of compounding. Absolutely. You know, a a lot of people don't pay attention to the fact of how interest and reinvesting dividends and interest uh, compound over time. Uh, I think it was Einstein, you know, said it's the most powerful force in the universe. We're not sure if he actually said that. Anyway, <laughs> that's the quote. That that's what about. we investors like to think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, you know, to use the power of compounding, especially for millennials, by investing early, you know, setting up automatic contribution plans. I mean, even if it's a tiny amount that comes out of your paycheck, uh, you know, every week is to just to invest that, it really adds up over time. And again, you know, reinvesting the dividends, you know, 40% or more of stock returns over time have come from reinvesting dividends. That's so true. And it's painless. <laughs> you don't feel it that. It's painless, <laughs> right. especially if it's automatic. That's right. Uh, what about rebalancing? How important is that? I, I think it's very important. And, and I, I think it's difficult uh, for, you know, people to do themselves. There's a lot of work on behavioral finance that shows that, you know, we are certainly reluctant to trim our winners and, uh, and we are loath uh, as well to, to, lose our, to trim our losers yep. until we lose a lot and then we sell them out at the, you know, at the bottom. Mm. So rebalancing, there are a lot of automatic rebalancing uh, options now uh, that millennials can take advantage of online. Uh, and also, uh, if, if you, you know, just think about you know, what it is in different asset classes, if you've got a well-diversified portfolio, even in index funds, 
you know, how much do you really want to have in equities? How much do you want to have in bonds? How much do you want to have in a you know, real estate investment trust, for instance? And to automatically rebalance uh, once a year, and you could just make it at the end of the year so that you do, if a position gets outsized, you trim that. And if a position gets undersized, you, you add uh, you add a little bit to that, and over time, that can save you a lot of heartache by buying and selling uh, at the wrong time. Great tip. Another thing investors unfortunately fall into is this whole idea of the performance trap. Tell us about then why right. we should avoid it. And and you know it's it's we call it the performance or the underperformance trap. And what it is is you know John Bogle, who founded the Vanguard funds, created the first index funds. Uh, has done a lot of research on this, and basically uh, individual investors not only did do a lot of actually managed funds, as we've learned recently, uh, underperform uh, passive funds, index funds, but the individuals who invest in uh, in funds underperform those funds by a very wide margin, mm. and the reason is that they tend to, again, they kind of freak out uh, in market bottoms so that they sell at the lows and they get all excited in market highs and they buy at the highs. And so it, it's you know, something just to be aware of and to, you know, to try not to chase performance and understand that if you're investing in the stock market, especially there are going to be down years. And unless, if you have faith in the U.S. stock market, for instance, and you're invested in an index fund for the long term, which you should have faith in because it's been a great place to invest over the long term. That's right. Or if, if you are investing in a mutual fund uh, where you believe in the culture of the mutual fund company, uh, in the management team, they are going to have years of underperformance, so stick with them. And I also might add uh, in, you know, kind of this the part of the rebalancing, mm-hmm. which I forgot to mention, is that one of my heroes was Sir John Templeton, and obviously Warren Buffett is every investor's <laughs> hero as far as being you know one of the most successful oh, yeah. uh, investors of all time. And they say you know buy in periods of maximum pessimism uh, when everyone is freaking out, and sell in periods of maximum optimism. And that's part of the of the rebalancing as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Takes real. It's a great advice. Takes real courage to do it. But if you're it does. A, like you said, if you're a long term investor, it shouldn't be a problem. You can just keep your eyes on the prize, so to speak. What about right. holding non correlated assets? We've heard you know a fair amount from financial advisors about that. And you, you know, it's it's something that's that's very important. I I think when we went through the you know the last financial crisis in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine. Uh, everything seemed correlated where, you know, it was a, uh, everything, a correlation of one and that so that people who had what they thought were well-diversified portfolios, uh, it turns out that everything went down except for a, a few asset classes. And that's the point, uh, you know, one of, uh, the people that he wrote a wonderful classic about risk, a guy named Peter Bernstein, who unfortunately is no longer with us, mm-hmm. but it was called Against the Gods, a Remarkable Story of Risk. And uh, basically, he said, you're never truly diversified until you own something that you are uncomfortable with. Mm. So a lot of people, for good reason, have been uncomfortable you know, owning gold. And, and I, I certainly don't advocate owning gold bullion. It's, right. it's very expensive to yeah. own. You know, where do you put it? Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly with uh, the ETFs now, you, you can buy uh, gold shares uh, through an ETF. And he called it... I, hedge against extreme outcomes. And and I would say that everyone really should have a portion of gold because when everything else does go down, gold will appreciate. Another one is uh, TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. 
they're really inexpensive right now because everyone thinks that, you know, inflation will never return. Well, guess what? Throughout human history, inflation always returns. Mm -hmm. And so tips provide you a, a hedge against inflation. And cash is king. Liquidity is critical. And even if you think that cash, uh, you know, basically you're getting zero to, you know, half a percent in interest, uh, if the market goes down 25 percent, you'd much rather have, you know, no interest uh, and, and protect your principal uh, than, than lose your principal. And so, uh, you know, cash is another one of those kind of especially now overlooked assets uh, that is is a non-correlated asset that comes in very handy in times of crisis. And I, I mean, I advocate 10% of your portfolio in cash probably just about at all times. Mm-hmm. That's a smart move, especially amid so much volatility, and we'll probably have more volatility as the year goes on. So excellent tips. Thank you so much, Consuela. I, I, before you go, I just want to ask you, you have interviewed so many luminaries, so many interesting investors over the course of your career if you had to pick one in terms of the most inspirational person, the person that you've learned the most from, who would you pick? Well, I, I think I mentioned Sir John Templeton, who uh, founded the Templeton Funds, and he was the first uh, mutual fund manager to introduce global uh, funds to for retail investors. I mean, he saw the globalization coming, you know, 40 or 50 years ago, recognized that there was a lot going on in the rest of the world and not to be U.S. centric. I think that he would probably uh, be the most inspirational. And into his 90s, he was investing, uh, you know, just he loved the market, loved opportunities. And again, he was always looking for bargains. He was always looking for the places all over the world where there were periods of maximum pessimism. And that's when he would pounce uh, and, and invest when, when everyone else was fleeing these markets. And I think that is a really good kind of guiding principle, uh, investment principle, is to, to do that, uh, invest in periods of maximum pessimism and, and sell in periods of maximum optimism. So I would, I would definitely, uh, he is, would be my mentor and my investment hero. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us, Consuelo. Thank you, Veronica. All right. Thanks again to WealthTrack's Consuelo Mack for joining us. Coming up, we'll look at a retirement mistake millennials may make. Hi, I'm Paul Vigna. If you do not subscribe to the Money Bee podcast, you are going to feel worse than a short seller on the day of a big rally. Go to iTunes and WSJ.com slash podcasts. You want to sign up for this one. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. For millennials, retirement may seem like worlds away. Yes, it will be years away, and time is on your side. But that time will come sooner than you think. Financial advisors tell me some millennials are putting off saving for retirement because they think they still have plenty of time. But the problem with not saving for retirement now is that there will never feel like there's a good time to do so. There will always be bills to pay and social events to go to. Before you know it, you could be 30 and have nothing saved. Don't miss out on years of compounding. Start saving today. For example, if your company has a 401k, start by saving, say, 3%. When you get paid, you may not even notice that money isn't there. However, when you look at your 401k statement a year or years later, you'll be surprised at how much money you've socked away. Your future self will thank you. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.